for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there who are tuned in. You almost, you almost through the week. I uh, hope you're going out um, accomplishing some great things. Um, I'm excited, you guys. We got some special guests in the building this evening, you guys. We're going to have director and producer um, Chuck Brown uh, in the building this evening, you guys, and he's going to be bringing on um, Curtis White as well and Maria Artes of the film um, Shy New Legacy. And I'm telling you guys, you are going to want to see uh, this film. It speaks volumes on, on those those untouched topics that so many of us don't have those discussions about, and they're going to get into more a bit of that tonight as well. So if you're out there, maybe you got a question or a comment for these folks, feel free to call in at any time. Uh, the number is 347-326-9139 is the number, and press 1, and we'll be happy to bring you on the line so that you can join us. Or um, you can download our network app, that's YRN 1328, available on iPhone and Android for free. And you can listen to this broadcast on all of the awesome hosts that we uh, have over here on the network. So not going to delay any further, you guys. I'm going to bring our special guest in first, and I'm going to bring Chuck in uh, first, you guys, so that we can get into his story and all that great stuff. Chuck, you there? Yes, ma'am, I am. How are you tonight? I am doing great. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been a while, but I, I see you've been making things happen. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do what I do. That's all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to bring the cast base in in a few minutes, but I wanted to ask you, um, of course, with this, um, and for the folks out there, before I get into it, for the folks out there who may not be familiar with who you are, tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm just a kid uh, from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, found a way to get out of the environment that I was in and wanted to pursue my, my love and passion for all those things that we talk about and a lot of people don't do. Uh, I knew at an early age that I wanted to be a writer, so I set mm-hmm. out to, to do that and uh, went to college and experimented with pre-law and history and all of those other things in some kind of way found my way back around to writing and uh, that was the the main thing that I did. And then it just kind mm-hmm. of expanded from there as I worked with newspapers and magazines and ultimately uh, founded my company, which is Expected End Entertainment, 
um, to house all of those things that I do. So now I do mm-hmm. everything under that umbrella, the writing, the films, the book publishing, a little bit of everything. I try to find my hands in it to keep busy and to help other people. Wonderful, wonderful. And fast forward to where we are today and what we're talking about this evening is is this new film, uh, Shy, New Legacy. Um, and so for you, tell us a little bit about how did your, you know, the vision and the thoughts um, for the concept of this film actually came about for you? So it's actually pronounced Kai New Legacy. Um, Kai New, get, uh, sorry, Kai New. <laughs> Kai New, no problem. We get that a lot. We get a lot of different uh, pronunciations <laughs> of it. But it's Kai New Legacy. Um, it is a feature okay. film that deals with uh, campus sexual assault and all the things that go on around that with um, you know, victims and trying to figure out if they should tell anybody or can they trust anybody and what the fallout would be from it. And then also the right. other people around them, you know, friends and, um, you know, sorority sisters, fraternity brothers, professors. So we wanted to be able to shed a light on it. And uh, my partner mm-hmm. and I, uh, Marla Brandon, we were discussing some of the other projects that I had written and we were, you know, trying to figure out what to work on. And then we just okay. kind of collaborated on some ideas. And this was one of those topics that had been fresh in the media and the news over the past couple of years. And then we also right. brought in some, you know, some personal experiences as well without mm-hmm. necessarily telling specific details of any individual right. situation, but just to be able to create a story to shed light on it. So, I went into the lab and worked some stuff up and showed her, and she was like, this is it, perfect, let's get it done. <laughs> and so we just kind of, you know, brought some things together and put the information out there and, you know, found some uh, amazing cast and crew members to partner with us on it and uh, putting together this amazing film that I know people are really going to enjoy, but it, more importantly, it's going to help a lot of people. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And for you, um, I found that um, over the time that I have known you, you always put out something of substance, something with a message behind it. And how important is that for you, you know, to put out um, substance and, and a message behind, you know, your books, your, your films, and all of that? Well, that's, that's paramount for me on a personal level. You know, as Mm -hmm. I mentioned, my company, Expected in Entertainment, is founded off of the scripture, Jeremiah 29 11, which says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, Mm -hmm. plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. And then the uh, King James Version says, Expected in. So for me, everything is about impact. You know, I want to be able to, to do things that will help people, that will empower people that will promote positivity as best I can because I feel like that's my responsibility. That's the the mission that God gave me. And so everything that I try to do, I try to do that. You know, whether it's sharing my personal story, whether it's helping someone else share their story, or whether it's creating something that would give other people that opportunity to do that as well. So it's it's really a personal passion and a mission Mm -hmm. really to have impact. Um, So I don't take that lightly and I don't take it for granted where I know a lot of people, they do take their gifts and callings for granted and I don't want to be one of them. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and speaking of this film, Kai New Legacy, um, you, you, you also go. picked some. Uh, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> you also picked some some dynamic people um, to be a part of this film. Um, you have um, Coco Brown, uh, a part of this film. Uh, Dorian Wilson, Leah Monet Johnson, Curtis Wyatt, um, Brianna. Maria, um, and you and you have all these awesome people in here. How did you go about selecting um, the people that you wanted to bring this film to life? Well, most of them were handpicked by me. Um, okay. you know, some of them I've, I've known for a while. Um, for example, Coco, I actually uh, photographed her birthday party a couple of years ago, and that was my introduction okay. to her. And I always told her, one day I'm going to work with you, you know, uh, with one of my film or TV projects. And she said, hey, whenever you're ready, let me know. And I reached out to her, and she said, hey, I love the message. I love what you're trying to do. I'm on board. You just tell me what I need to do. So we made that happen. Amazing. Same thing with um, Dorian. I reached out to Dorian. And, then, and at the time, I didn't know that he and Coco had known each other and had worked together previously. And so when I pitched the idea to him, he was excited. He was like, I love it. I mentioned Coco. He was like, done deal. That's my girl. Let's get it done. <laughs> um, but prior to getting them on board, I had already had the majority of the cast in place because we wanted to build it around this group of young, fresh actors that mm-hmm. most people don't know yet, but they will and um, I looked at a lot of those individuals on a personal level. Um, Leah Monet uh, Johnson is, is the first one we had on board, and I've known her and her family since she was about, I don't even know, maybe 12 years old. And wow. uh, same thing. We said, hey, one day we're going to work together, and I watch her develop and become this mm-hmm. amazing actress and an amazing singer. And uh, we, we were able to pull that together. And then we just kind of built the cast around her and around Dorian and Coco. And we have an amazing group of people and a couple of them you're going to be talking to tonight. But one of the things I do want to say, um, you know, Bianca, about them is that the majority of them, like I said, I didn't know most of them going into the, the process. Mm-hmm. But once I talked to them, I knew it was a perfect fit because I didn't ask them, you know, just to submit a, a a tape or an audition piece, right. but I asked them about what are their goals for life, what are they trying to accomplish, right. what, are, what do they feel mm-hmm. God is leading them to do, because I wanted that same feeling to be across the entire project. And so with Curtis, for example, you know, we talked before he actually got the role about, you know, the things that he wanted to, to do down the road and what type of impact right. he wanted to have, and that was important to me. And so everything just kind of fell in place with this amazing cast and this amazing crew. And you'll see how amazing it's going to be when everything comes together. Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of the cast, I know we do have some of them on the line here I want to bring in here. Uh, Let's see. Maria, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you? Absolutely, I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. Let's bring uh, Curtis on here as well. Curtis, you there? Yes, I'm here. 
All right, wonderful. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, and uh, I'm excited to have you guys on here as well. And uh, Maria, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, definitely. Um, I'm a junior right now at Kennesaw State. Um, I'm originally from Virginia. Um, acting was not always my uh, first passion, and um, mm-hmm. me and Chuck kind of talked about that a little bit too. Um, but I've always wanted to act. I've always wanted to, always really wanted to find out what my purpose was in life, and I feel like this is it now. Um, before it was trash. Right. Um, and uh, let's see. Um, right now, you know, my main focus is getting my degree in school to have a backup plan, you know, with acting. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. That's pretty much, pretty much Maria. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. And so for you, um, how was this process as far as you, um, uh, going out to be a part of this film? I know Chuck, um, mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, he personally, you know, hand-selected people to be a part of this awesome film. And so what was one of the things for you um, in in getting involved in this film that really intrigued you about it and made you want to be uh, a part of Pat New Legacy? Um, Definitely. Um, I reached out to Truck, and, you know, I told him I wanted to be, you know, a part or figure out how to audition. And since Mm -hmm. the beginning, he's been really hands-on, even from the day I sent my audition tape. He, Mm -hmm. you know, called me the next, no, he actually emailed me and was like, we need to talk the next day. Called me the next day, told me what he liked, told me what he didn't like, asked if, you know, I was capable of doing different things. And Mm -hmm. um, a couple weeks later, we sat down, had lunch with a couple of the cast. And so, you know, from the beginning and then the message, you know, overall that the film has, to me, it's definitely deep. Um, especially for people that, you know, have not experienced sexual assault or maybe if they even know right. anybody, male or female, you know, it goes both ways. Right. Um, it's really good for a lot of people just to be more aware. We also have a lot of issues that are going on right now at Kennesaw right now with sexual assault. So I think it's really good that it's, wow. um, it's a perfect time with everything that's going on in 2006 while we're going into 2017 mm-hmm. just to make everybody aware. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I definitely want to bring um, Curtis um, as well. Curtis, tell us a little bit about yourself as well. All right, a little bit about me. Uh, I graduated from the University of Georgia, and after graduating from there, uh, I played football for the university's team. And I've always been passionate about theater and acting. Uh, My parents say Mm -hmm. since birth, I that, but I've always <laughs> been very passionate about it and always wanted to do it, and mm-hmm. once I graduated, I prayed about it, and literally, I was like, Lord, if this is the path you want me to go on, then open up some doors for me, and right, I think right. about a couple of days later, an agency called me that I forgot I even submitted to, and told me we'd like to bring you in for audition, and different agencies called me, and then I made my decision after that. Wonderful, wonderful. And so for you, um, what was your experience like um, being a part um, of a film of this nature and for you having to, because you definitely played um, a, a very, a very, I would say, 
uh, abstract character, um, <laughs> and, and one that people will have a, a lot of feelings and emotions about. So how was that for you uh, going into this role? Well, it's funny because, like, I auditioned, and then Chuck did call me on the phone, and, like, we had a very – actually, what's funny, it was a long conversation, but it didn't feel long. We had a very long conversation mm-hmm. about the about the topics and stuff. And then when I finally got offered the role, I was like, I would not do it justice if I didn't do my own research. Right. And then after research and looking into it, it, it actually kind of scared me a little bit to see how many of these accounts have actually happened. Yeah. And yeah. how often it happens and how sometimes it's covered up. And then there's other times where it's just so prevalent and so obvious, but no one wants to talk about it. Like it's in these little cities of different stuff that happens. And Absolutely. after I did my research, and I read the script, I was like, especially with me being a former athlete, and I've seen the sides of, mm. like, girls stuff, and then you actually being wrong for something, I was like, if anybody's right. got to play this, I definitely got to be the guy. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And I was going to ask you, you know, being um, an athlete and, and in college, um, for you yourself, um, were you at any time able to see – kind of this stuff take place. You know, you have people, you go to the, the parties or the sorority or fraternity parties, and things get way, way out of control and way out of hand. Did you um, have any of those experiences, of, you know, that going on uh, with any of your peers in college? Well, I can definitely say that I'm – and this is the thing, is like at parties and different stuff, there's just crazy stuff that mm-hmm. happens that you have no idea where the right. night may lead. And I know for me and right, my friends right. personally, taking ourselves and, like, we got out of there because we don't want anything mm-hmm. to come back or anything to be said. Right, right. So it was one of those things of, like, I know that if any of this stuff happens, I know that I need to take myself away from. Now, if you stay in that environment with different stuff going on, something's bound to happen. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it, but that's just how it is. So you have to take yourself, whoever you are, whether you're the guy or the girl, just take yourself away from it. But that's what I personally mm-hmm. did. But, yeah, there was different parties, different stuff that shouldn't have went on definitely happened in college. Absolutely. 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 Now, Maria, you play um, Sonia, and you're the, the president of, of Kai New Sorority and also the, the fiancé um, of Mark, who I don't know, uh, Curtis. And so for you, what was that like, um, playing playing that role uh, with Curtis? What, what was that experience like of, of uh, interacting with Curtis? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, before filming, me and uh, Curtis tried to meet up a couple times just to kind of get to know each other a little bit more since right. we would be playing you know, a couple um, didn't work out too much um, because of scheduling. But, you know, it seemed to, yeah. you know, fall together really, really well. You know, our faith's the same. We're both the same age, have a lot in common. Okay. Um, but with the character, you know, it was definitely, it was, you know, it was definitely uh, lots of levels. You know, you're, you're happy. You know, you're, you've got a lot going on. You know, you're engaged. You're right. happy. You know, you're the president of sorority. It's, you know, it's a happy time. And then you've got mm-hmm. your lows, you've got drama, you've got things going on, you've got, you know, talk, you've got people saying things that you don't know what's really going on, you know, just a lot of talk back and forth. So you've got right. your lows where you're kind of getting depressed, you're getting worried, you're crying, your eyes are puffy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you're right, kind of going right. through that too. 
Wow. And, and for you, um, and, I, and I'll, ask, I'll ask Curtis this question as well, for you, is it hard uh, to be, you know, in a film like this with such a heavy topic of dealing with um, um, sexual assault and, and so forth, is it hard to detach yourself from those emotions that you experience, you know, while doing the film? Who are you asking? Maria, are you there? Oh, okay. I was I was asking you, is it hard uh, for you as an actress to kind of detach yourself from the emotions of, of playing uh, the role uh, in a film such as this? Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, sometimes, yes, because um, I think the one of the hardest things, and a lot of actors do it, a lot of actors don't, um, you get into the mood of method acting. Um, so you kind of put yourself right. in that situation. And um, for me... Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little hard, um, but sometimes yeah. it was a little easier because I've had a few friends that have actually had it personally um, happen to mm-hmm. them. So I was able to kind of talk to them and ask them respectively, you know, well, how did this make you feel or how did you handle it? Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you doing about it now? Um, just to kind of see how they deal dealt with it and how they're still dealing with it. Um, so a lot of times, yeah, and because it's at an all-time high um I'm sure it's always been, but it 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 seems like this year right here has been the year where it it's yeah. one thing after another, whether it's it know, really colleges has. or just on the streets, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just hearing about it more. So, I mean, it's definitely heartbreaking just to know that it's you know it's happening so much, and you know, kind of what Curtis mentioned, you're almost so acclimated to it and accustomed to it that it happens so much. A lot of people just turn the other cheek. So, um, right. you know, it's definitely right. hard a little times, you know, to kind of detach yourself from the situation as a whole and definitely mm-hmm. the character knowing that it's going on. Absolutely, absolutely. And what about you, Curtis? Did you find yourself, you know, was it hard to kind of transition away from that character like once you got done interacting with the heavy emotions definitely that you had to play um, in this film? It's, it's kind of funny because when you're in it, you're doing it. And then it's that afterthought for me a lot of the times. Like right. when I'm in it, I'm doing it, I'm that person. Then it's the afterthought of like, wow, that was heavy. Or like you suddenly feel tired right. even though it's the right. first shot of the day. But it's one of those things I can definitely say with Maria, it's kind of hard to put yourself there, but mm-hmm. we tried our best to put ourselves there. And when we got there, it got extremely emotional and extremely difficult because it's, well, for me, it's hard because, like, I know that this happens in real life, even though that this is still mm-hmm. a story that's being told and this is still right. a film and I'm playing a character, this still happens. And, like, it was right. after I got done, I'm like, wow, this is, I'm telling someone's story that I don't even know that person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it, Absolutely. Yeah, definitely gets heavy. Absolutely. And, and, Chuck, I wanted to ask you um, for this, um, when getting into this film yourself, uh, were you surprised um, by how often um, situations um, such as this occur um, across, I mean, across the globe pretty much? No, I, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, mm-hmm. As I mentioned, we we already had a handful of personal right. experiences that we drew from. But then my right. connection to the media, I'm always watching and looking at things 
that maybe the mm-hmm. average person isn't. So I, I was aware of a lot of the incidents that are, are happening at uh, schools around the country, including here in Atlanta where we are. Um, so I was aware of a lot of that and then watching some of the cases unfold over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. So I, right. I was well aware of it. I wasn't aware of some of the statistics. Like, for example, it says almost one in four women who are, go to college are sexually assaulted by the time they, they mm-hmm. leave or graduate. But then the mm-hmm. other statistic was that about 90% of sexual assault cases on campus are never reported. So, like, how do you mm-hmm. come up with that statistic? But it, we know that it is so many people that don't report it. So all of those things were just like they were fresh in my mind and they were, you know, so powerful to me that we had to just delve into it and then be able to open that door to have conversations later and, like I said, try to be able to help some people. Um, I I used to be one of the people at school that people came to to talk about stuff. And Mm. they would ask me, well, what do I do? Should should I tell somebody? Should I leave school? You know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'm qualified to handle this, you know. But I was aware of them even then. And so, and I graduated a few years, you know, ago. I'm not going to say how many because we don't need to be talking about my age. But it's been a while. And, um, you know, now, as, as Maria said, we see it pretty much everywhere. Um, so even though it's, it's always happened, we see it more prevalent now because of the media coverage and some of the protests that are going on and some of the high-profile cases where the judge is letting people off and, you know, different things like that, which helps the case as well to draw attention to it and to continue that conversation. Right, right. And and what do you believe, um, and I'll ask you, um, I'll I'll start with you, Chuck, Um, and lately we've seen um, even a case um, of of a high-profile college student who, um, actually raped, I believe, uh, a young lady, and she was unconscious. Um, and mm-hmm. there were eyewitnesses and all of that, went to court. Um, you know, he did uh, maybe a couple months of that, um, and then once the case was trialed, you know, he was released. Why do you think it, it may be so hard for these cases actually to stick? You know, you got the evidence. You might even have eyewitnesses. Uh, some people even have these things on on tape now on their phones as they recorded, and the courts have decided, okay, well, that's not going to be you know admissible in court. So, why do you think it's so hard now to actually prove these cases, even if if the if the you know the evidence is there? Well, I do know that there are you know a lot of circumstances involved, and is is not easy or it's almost impossible to just paint it with a a broad stroke brush and say this is all the cases. But you have, like, in the one case that you're talking about, there was a Stanford judge and a Stanford Mm -hmm. swimmer involved. So he said he was helping this kid and didn't want to ruin his life, although everybody knew what happened, including the kid admitting to what happened. And so you have circumstances like that, but then on the other side, you have where uh, women don't want to come forward and testify right. or they're re-victimized, um, even though, right. you know, there are some things that, you know, you know about the situation, um, but there's so much pressure on them. And some schools now, they don't even prosecute 
they try to push the mm-hmm. the case away mm-hmm. or just send the the student away rather than the prosecutor. So there's so many things that happen that make it difficult for the cases to go all the way through, get a conviction, and then have people actually serve time. But one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we did with the film is to try to touch on several aspects without necessarily getting into all the details of everything, which we can't do in a 90-minute film. But, again, Mm -hmm. by being able to highlight some of these things and then be able to follow up with discussion later, we'll be able to address some of those things um, that's why we want to screen on college campuses and, and have panel discussions and forums so that we can get into some of those things in a little bit more detail. Mm-hmm. But one of the things right. that um, Curtis mentioned that's very important, too, is that a lot of times you have situations where people are falsely accused. And right. so right. that does happen as well, and it gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. But sometimes Absolutely. we see that in the court where people actually get off and people say, well, because it, you know, something happened, they're guilty, but that's not always right. the case either. So there are so many complexities to it that we just want to be responsible as possible with putting these messages out and creating a dialogue and hopefully, you know, bringing about a change on campus and in our society in general. Absolutely, absolutely. And what I want to do is I want to take a, a short break, and we're going to come back, and uh, I'm going to uh, talk to uh, Maria um, about um, some of the reasons um, why um, she she may believe that some females, you know, don't want to share this information. They don't want to come forth um, and talk about these uh, situations that have taken place on college campuses, and we're going to get the thoughts um, of the panel as well. So you guys will be right back uh, with more uh, Chuck Brown and the castmates of Kai New Legacy. We'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. This piece. This piece be for all the lyrics that when put together made beautiful sounds, but made the assumption that nobody heard them. Well, I want you to know that I heard you. I heard you lyrics. I heard you through concrete walls, roach-infested halls. I heard you through mama sobs of praying to the Lord not to take her baby away. I heard you through lonely, cold nights, and I didn't ignore your pleas just because there was no drama in my life because to me, your melody was still beautiful. No matter how it was brought forth and it needed to be heard, 
because everybody got a song that needs to be sung. From the man on Fifth Street who's singing the blues to the motherless child whose life has been cruel. Even those who go to sleep hungry at night. And them lyrics right there, them lyrics right there sometimes just don't sound quite right. But I heard you. I heard you through tracks that ran up and down arms from getting high in the middle of the night. From lies that caused you to be tongue-tied. From scratches on his back from making sweet love for the very first time. I, I even heard a couple that prayed together with a combination of baritone and alto giving a perfect pitch. So for all the lyrics who thought no one heard you, for all the lyrics who thought no one heard you, know that I heard you. I heard you coming from alleyways. I heard you through babies left in trash cans, from long bus rides home so you can embrace loving arms, from hearts that beat irregular to generational curses that went unseen. Remember, I heard you because everybody got a song that needs to be sung for lyrics that were cased in bars and prison by a system that refused to believe that they were stars from outcries that were felt in the pit of your soul. You see, I heard the beauty of a story that went untold. So if nobody did or ever wanted to, remember, I listen just for you. Remember, I heard you lyrics because everybody has a song that needs to be sung. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. That was uh, a piece entitled Lyrics by um, poet uh, Flo Flo Malone from her um, poetry album, um, entitled Flo Tears, available on SoundCloud and Amazon as well. And you guys can check her out on Twitter at Flo Flo Malone. And if you're just joining us, this evening, you guys, we are on with Kai New Legacy, uh, director and producer Chuck Brown, and uh, castmates Maria Artez and Curtis Wyatt um, are joining us. And if you're on the phone lines, um, I see we have a lot of folks tuned in tonight. So if you're on the phone lines and you might have a question or a comment that you want to share, feel free uh, to go ahead and press 1. Or if you're out there listening, you can call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, and we would love to have you join the conversation tonight and I definitely encourage you guys make sure you share the show Facebook Instagram Twitter all of that great stuff uh, because there are uh, definitely powerful uh, messages and nuggets um, being dropped this evening you guys so uh, Maria I wanted to ask you and I know you mentioned earlier in the show about um, the, the 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 particular situations that happened in this film as far as sexual assault and rape and all these things um, are, have taken place even on the campus in which you attend. And so, um, and Chuck mentioned and also um, Curtis about how oftentimes, um, you know, as women, um, they don't want to talk about these situations. They don't want to press charges. They don't want to come forth. Why do you believe it is um, that a lot of number of women um, don't often want to come forth um, after uh, situations like this? Definitely. Um, I think one of the reasons um, definitely is mutual friends, Um, especially if it's somebody you know and somebody that, you know, all of your friends know. 
It could ruin your friendships. Right. It could ruin the group right. that you hang out with, and then you feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing could be, like, your social status or, you know, the people you hang out with. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you're not into – maybe he's a football player and maybe, you know – you do something completely than he does. Maybe, you know, you're quiet, you're shy. Would people really, you know, believe you? Um, Also having to bring back up the situation. Now you're recalling and trying to remember the trauma, trying to remember Mm -hmm, every mm -hmm. little detail of what happened. You don't want to think about it again. It happened and you almost want to try to forgive it, you know, forget about it, not dream about it, think about it. And, you know, when you get called in questions, they want to know, play-by-play from point A to point Z, what happened. Um, Absolutely. You know, uh, you feel humiliated. Um, You know, you just feel like, you know, now, you know, it gets to the news and everybody knows about it and you kind of just want to keep it quiet. Um, And I think probably one of the biggest things that is the last thing is if they are not found guilty because of double jeopardy, there's not much you can really do about Mm. it. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Curtis, uh, I wanted to ask you as far as um, with these particular situations that you talked about, um, as well as Chuck, about how oftentimes um, men are, are often accused of these situations and of, of crimes that they actually didn't commit, and, and especially one being a sexual assault and being of rape. What do you believe? What do you believe needs to be done in order um, to make changes um, to where, because you have a lot of people. Um, I recall a, a man who, uh, I think he was a, a former football player himself, and he was in prison for, I believe, well over 20 years uh, for uh, rape of a, of a woman. And then he was, you know, retried later on, and he was actually released because they proved that, you know, he in fact didn't rape her. You know, but, I mean, after that time, he had spent 20-plus years incarcerated. What do you think? needs to be put in place um, to where people don't have to serve time uh, for for these uh, incidents that actually didn't occur. You see, and that, well, my honest and my personal opinion is not like the most yeah. popular opinion. But I feel like we have a same right. problem. And at the end of okay. the day, once that gets rectified, then things can change. But mm. honestly, when it comes to that, it, it's hard because you have a Stanford case where people saw him he's guilty, but yet you have this young man free, and you have another person who didn't do it, and I don't know what circumstances the female was going through to where she would even say something like that, because once you say something like that, that's extremely hard to take back. Like, once that's out there and this man has served and done his time, he's still going to be considered as a felon, that he got locked up, that he served his time, that he did whatever. Right. And it's it's hard, because it's one of those things of, like, where do you really draw the line? And I and I feel for females as well as a as a male, I can understand too. But it's it's like if I do come out, will you guys sweep this under the rug? And then even if I do mm-hmm. come out, because no matter what, whatever happened to that female, that you she can't go back. She can't be mm-hmm. nothing for her can be undone. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, so. it, it's it's extremely hard to even give you a straight answer on that. Right. Honestly, right. Right. I honestly don't know. It's, and it's scary because you have young ladies yeah. growing up inside this world. And what what do you tell them? Because you can tell them to protect yeah. themselves, stay around their friends. And Absolutely. stuff still happens. So Absolutely. I don't know. It, it's honestly just, it's really scary. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Maria, what do you think as far as, especially on, on college campuses? Um, I know for um, the university I went to, um, because there was a, a situation where a young lady uh, actually um, was raped um, at, at at the lake. We had a lake, and, and she was out there um, one evening and actually was um, raped by a man. And so then they actually put out these call boxes, like these blue lights, you know, that, you know, if you're ever in those situations or, or trying to get away, you can kind of, you know, call the, the police and, and so forth. Um, and so some campuses have put, you know, things, security measures in place um, to prevent, quote, unquote, these things from happening. But what do you think needs to be done on college campuses, um, you know, when it comes to making women more comfortable uh, to be able to go um, and report these cases or just, just feel safe in general in in their environment. Definitely. Um, I feel a lot like <laughs> Curtis does, you know, not saying that there's no hope, but it's yeah. kind of like we all have to get together, um, right. you know, all races, all sexes, and get together and figure out how we can stop this. Um, I know at my school, for example, before you can register mm-hmm. for classes, there's actually a pretest that you have to take now that's called Not Anymore. And it deals okay. with, you know, sexual assault, sexual battery. And you actually have to pass the test with, like, an 85, and it's a bunch of videos. It takes about two hours. <laughs> um, you know, it's a bunch wow. of videos. You, you have to watch them because mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. the only way you can go past it. You know, you have to answer wow. questions and then take a pretest. And they were hoping that that would help, but that was in August. And we've had quite a few mm. incidences since then. And um, what my school does just to kind of make everybody aware is they send you, you know, emails to your student email saying, hey, this is what happened. This is where this happened. This is what they were wearing. If you've heard anything, mm-hmm. you know, let us know. Um, my school right. actually also does have those little blue call boxes. Um, we yeah. have those as well. Um, I definitely think a big thing that could help would be just making sure that you're never walking alone because a lot of the incidences mm-hmm. that have happened at my school yeah. recently are is where a female is walking by herself after right. her, I'm guessing, her 8 p.m. class while on campus, maybe right. to her dorm right. or her car, and, you know, somebody walks by and does something to her or it's a couple guys. Um, so definitely just making sure – to always walk with somebody. And we also have security at my campus, you know, at any time you can say, hey, I don't feel comfortable. Can you escort me to my car? And they will, you know, without a hassle. Right. Um, it, it's definitely one of those things, like Curtis said, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's a sin. And then it's also, unless we all come together as a nation, it, it, it's definitely going to be hard to tell, you know, for five states to stop it, you know, and then the other 45 are, you know, still doing it because it's, you know, it's still going to go on. Um, it, it's something we got to make as a change as a whole. I mean, it definitely all come together and, you know, maybe we need to vote maybe per county, maybe we need to, you know, vote maybe per state or just come together. But I think that's the only way that that's going to diminish with time. Mm-hmm. I really do. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and Chuck, I'll get your thoughts as well. What do you think are, are some changes that need to be in place 
um, on college campuses to kind of, you know, and, and like, you know, Curtis and Maria say, it's kind of hard to kind of delegate, you know, these situations and in, in, in making sure that they're handled properly. But what are some of your thoughts on how, you know, um, colleges can, can make the environments a little more safer for, for men and women? Right. I, I definitely think education is, is important because, you know, prevention is the, the best way to address the issue. But with anything, when you're trying to prevent something, it takes time. Um, it takes that, that learning curve for people to kind of get on the same page. But to be able to teach people, you know, the right situations to be in and, you know, never being alone and mixing of drugs and alcohol and, um, you know, mm-hmm. all those types of things that are controllable. Like you can control those right. types of things. So I think if we educate ourselves better and then be able to hold one another accountable in those situations so that if I know something is going on, I have to step in and and be responsible enough to say, hey, this isn't right, don't do this, or report things that I see, which a lot of people won't do these days. He's kind of like, okay, I didn't see anything. It's not me. I'm not going to be involved. But then we also have to look at those situations, too, where we have people that report things. We have to have it where they are safe and they can feel that they have that support to be able to report what goes on and then to be able to know that if I report this, something is going to come out of it. Whether it goes through the justice system and it runs its course, we we have to at least be able to know that it will go its course, which isn't happening right now. And then also in those situations where someone is being um, wrongfully accused, there needs to be accountability there as well. Absolutely. Um, so that, Absolutely. that's one of the things that we wanted to make sure in the film is that somebody is held responsible for what happens, even though we describe what happens in the meantime so that people can understand those processes. Um, like you were asking Maria and Curtis about how it was for them, a lot of their relationship right. went haywire when news came out about this accusation. Before we even mm-hmm. knew what happened, who was there, what was going on, they were engaged, they broke up, relationships got messed up. Like So all of these things mm-hmm. happen. And so we have to be able to to hold people accountable for things that happen both when they are accused and then when they are falsely accused as well. Um, So it's a big educational process, and that's why we want to have these discussions so that people who might never talk about this will see a film, and then that will open them up to the conversation. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, what I want to do is I want to take another break, but we're going to come back and we're going to get uh, some final thoughts um, from um, the whole panel on um, the message that they believe that um, Kai New Legacy uh, will deliver and the impact that it will have on the people who uh, are able to see it. So we're going to come back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Are you looking for something to read that would take you to another place in time? Well, check out T.M. Brown's five-star rated book, Struggles, 
of the women folk. This is the story of Georgie. She is a young black girl growing up in the 1940s in a small rural town in Virginia. It is a time of prejudice and poverty. Life is hard for Georgie, and she dreams of better life. She experiences great loss, betrayal, and heartache. She loses friends and family, as well as the love of her life. And still, she remains strong. T.M. Brown's signature writing style is captivating in this emotional and inspiring story that has a gritty dialogue. You will find it difficult to stop reading once you begin. Purchase your copy today on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or through her website, www.authortmbrown.com. Again, that's www.authortmbrown.com. Please show your support for this emerging Queen Sister author. Hey y'all, it's Coach Michelle Jackson, and when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And tonight we are on with director and castmates of uh, the new film entitled Kai New Legacy, you guys. And if you're out there and you're wondering, I want a sneak peek of this film. I want to know um, all of what I'm going to be in store for. You can go to www.kainewlegacy.com, and I know, a lot of people want to know the spelling on that is C H I new as in N U legacy dot com and I'll be posting that on the beautiful butterfly show page as well as my own personal page Bianca Fly on Facebook and uh, so you guys can have the opportunity to check out the trailer uh, for this awesome film and so. Um, I, I want to start with uh, Curtis. Um, and Curtis, um, at the end of the day, uh, with this awesome film, uh, what do you what do you what are your hopes that people take away from Kylie Legacy? Uh, my biggest hopes for the film, I I want awareness brought to the topic. Obviously, that's I feel like is one of the most important things, and I also want healing. I want a conversation to start. Because mm-hmm. until conversations start being had and until healing starts being, that starts happening, I don't feel like we're ever going to actually hit this issue and hit it the way that it needs to be talked about, needs Absolutely. to be presented to people, and needs to get resolved. So mm-hmm. if anything, I I want people to watch the film, to talk about it. I don't want people to leave and go, well, you know, that was a good film and the acting was great and the direction was great. I want people to leave and go... It, how often is this going on? What What is really happening inside our communities and all these college campuses that we're not doing anything about? And that's ultimately what I want is awareness and healing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, um, of course, uh, for folks out here uh, who may want to be able to get in contact or connect with you, uh, Curtis, tell them how they can go about uh, contacting you as far as social media and all that great stuff. Well, if any of you guys have an Instagram, it's literally Curtis Lee Wyatt, spelled C-U-R-T-I-S-L-E-E-W-Y-A-T-T. 
you can contact me on Instagram and via Facebook. Go ahead and send me messages. My name on there is Curtis L. White Third. And if you guys want to talk about it, acting as much as this topic and start getting the conversation mm-hmm. started, I would love to talk to anybody right. who's willing to talk. Absolutely, absolutely wonderful. And Maria, uh, for you uh, with this film, what are, what are your hopes um, that people get? Uh, what is the, the message uh, that they are inspired from um, through this film? Definitely. Just the biggest thing is just knowing that you're never alone. A lot of times you'll feel you're alone, you have nobody to turn to, family, friends, you are never alone. Um, there's always going to be somebody out there that's going through the same thing you're going through or has and can help you, and there's always people that want to help you. Um, another big thing is that a bunch of new faces are on this film, you know, me, Curtis, a bunch of the great cast, and mm-hmm. that a bunch of people can get together and tell a very, very moving story. We don't all have to be, you know, A-list actors. We can move you as well. Um, and I think, you know, that's a really big thing as well because we've got a really, really good cast and everybody – Everybody brought their A game to each, you know, each scene, you know, the long days on set and things like that. And people are able to see, you know, what all goes into that. Um, And I think those are, you know, just the biggest things, just knowing that you're not alone. And there's a lot of people, a lot of resources, you know, that out there that can help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, if people want to be able to connect with you, um, how would they go about doing that as well? Uh, definitely. Um, I'm a very people person. Uh, I like to talk to people. <laughs> so I do only have a Facebook right now. Um, okay. But my Facebook is Maria Artist, M-A-R-I-A, and the last name is A-R-T-I-S. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And um, Chuck, uh, I know for you this is a, a major, um, major uh, film with a, a powerful message behind it. Uh, for you, um, at the end of the day, um, how do you want to see this film um, impact those who um, are able to see it? Legacy in the title. Um, it, it really isn't ironic that we have legacy in the title because we mm-hmm. we want this film to be a legacy as well. So we want it to impact lives, not just when someone sees it, but long after it, because we want people to be healed from it, that if they had any experiences that they can, they can relate to it, that they'll be able to see somebody in, in the movie, whether it's themselves or a friend, um, and then to learn how to be able to help one another. And so I think if we're able to do that in the course of being able to showcase our talent, um, because, uh, you know, it, it is something to be able to watch a talented cast that we have um, to portray these type of, of roles and then to make Absolutely. you understand how important something is just because of their craft. Um, that's very important to me as well, and that's why it was personal for me in selecting um, the majority of them. And so I I think that ultimately, at the end of the day, 
if we are able to help people, whether it's through a personal conversation that someone after a screening walk up to one of us and say, hey, you know, this really touched my life or made a difference or um, something happened to me that I was never able to share until I saw this film. Um, we want people to be empowered. We want people to be moved Absolutely. and to be healed um, so that they can right. ultimately make a difference in other people's lives as well. So that is my prayer, and that's what we're working toward. So um, I just pray that uh, people really receive the messages that we're trying to get across through the film. Absolutely, and tell the, uh, the folks out here the um, release date uh, for Kindly Legacy. We are scheduled for a January release. Um, we're in the process now of selecting a date. Uh, we're going to premiere it here in Atlanta and then screen at a few film festivals and colleges and universities across the country. So definitely make sure you Wonderful. go to the website, kainulegacy.com, and uh, you'll be able to keep up with all of the updates. Uh, again, as you mentioned, the trailer is on there. Some information um, about the cast and the crew is there as well. We have some behind-the-scenes photos, so you'll be able to keep up with everything going on with the film. Wonderful, wonderful. And for the folks out here who may uh, want to be able to connect with you, I know you're always, and one of the things I like about Chuck, he's always opening opportunities uh, for other people to jump on board. He's always looking for extras or people to join his awesome film. Uh, so tell them how they can go about connecting with you as well. Uh, the best way is to search me on pretty much any social media at C. <laughs> Nathaniel Brown. That's the letter C. N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L, the color brown. Um, so see Nathaniel Brown on pretty much all social media. You can also Google it to find out a couple of the ones that we don't know about, a um, little bit of everything out there with my name. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I definitely want to uh, thank all of you for, for coming on here and joining me this, me this evening and uh, presenting this powerful message uh, through this film. Um, I, I definitely believe it's going to touch and, and inspire um, a lot of people uh, through what's shared in this film. And so I definitely appreciate um, all of you coming on here. Um, Curtis, do you have any final thoughts you want to share? Any final thoughts? I hope everybody has a wonderful and blessed night, and thank you for the opportunity of letting us all on here. Absolutely, absolutely. My pleasure. Maria, you got any final thoughts you want to share? I do have one final thought, and I'm not sure if anybody else knows, but Chuck wrote it, produced, cast, directed. Um, I mean, he did. <laughs> I mean, he really, Everything. I mean, he really... <laughs> I mean, he put together the schedule for the next days. Um, yeah, he he put a lot into this, and I'm sure Amazing. you know everybody will get to see that too. Yeah, that you know this Absolutely. is his baby, and you guys will see that. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and Aww. tears from Chuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, so absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck, you have any uh, final words for the listeners out here? Um, absolutely. Um, first, thank you, uh, Bianca. I almost called you uh, your nickname on air. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, thank you so much <laughs> for uh, having us. I uh, really appreciate it uh, because we need to, to get the word out about the project uh, because of its, its message, not just because of the film. Um, and I do want to thank um, the cast and the crew and 
all the volunteers that help out because I did do a lot, but I didn't do it on my own. And uh, we just have an amazing team that's working on the project. So I want to thank them um, as well. But for anyone who is going through anything, just know that you're not alone. Um, There are people Mm -hmm. like us who have you in mind. We might not be able to um, touch you directly at this moment, but just know that you're not alone, that we're praying for you, and that we're working on things behind the scene to be able to help you as well. So whatever you're going through, don't give up um, because we love you and we're here for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Once again, thank you guys so much uh, for joining us this evening, and I definitely hope to hear back from all of you guys soon and have you guys uh, back on here again real soon. I hope you guys have a great rest of your evening. Thank you. You as well. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. My pleasure, my pleasure. All right, you guys, that was the director, writer, and producer, uh, Chuck Brown and castmate uh, Maria Artis and Curtis Wyatt joining us this evening. You guys, be in store for Kai New Legacy uh, premiering um, January 2017. I'll keep you guys up to date and make sure you go and check out the trailer for the film at www.kainewlegacy.com and uh, see what powerful message uh, this film is going to bring forth and so definitely want to thank everybody who's tuned in all you guys are on the phone lines all you guys are listening via our app Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in tonight i'll see you guys next week Um, same time same place i am bianca fly you guys can check me out on twitter at butterfly show and uh, instagram the beautiful butterfly show or facebook bianca fly thank you guys so much for tuning in and i'll see you guys next week have a great weekend